So I was asked by Dan to take one step back and explain the concept of Dvekus. We spoke last time about the concept of Dvekus, that Hashem created the world, the purpose was to be native to us, and how is that going to happen, that Hatova is going to be Dvekus. So just to take a step back and explain a little bit about the Dvekus. First of all, why is the ultimate Hatova Dvekus? So we said that the ultimate good is Hashem. Everything else is what is called good is, is a relative term. It's better than, than, than the same thing, you know, with the peace cut away, right? Um, but, but compared to Hashem, anything that we consider to be good or shalim is actually um, lacking and deficient in, in basically the difference in finite and infinite, in, in, uh, which, is, which is infinite. The difference between anything finite and the infinite, the difference is, is infinity. So it's, it's completely and utterly deficient compared to Hashem. So when it comes to Hashem wanting to do good to us, it's like basically there's only, there's only two options. There's the ultimate good, which is Him, and everything else, which is comparatively speaking, almost nothing. It's like a... We spoke about it last time, like a bowl of ice cream and a roller coaster ride, right? Like it's, a, it's literally... You know, a child's play, right? So, therefore, Hashem determined that He wanted to give us the best good possible, so that's going to be His own good. But His own good is innately His. It's something that's inseparable from Hashem. It is Hashem. Hashem is good, right? It is Him. And He is it, right? Hashem is one. He's not composite of many different parts. So it's not possible, it's not even real, it's, it's nonsense to talk about taking that goodness out of himself and giving it to us. So it means the only way, therefore, that we can have this goodness is by being nizdabek in Hashem, by clinging to Hashem. Then by clinging to Hashem, when you cling to something, you kind of become one with it. And whatever you know, properties it has, you get to share in to a certain extent. So the best good possible is to share in that ultimate good. Okay? Now, Kazal asks, how can a person be nizdabek in Hashem? How can a person cling to Hashem? Hashem is an all-consuming fire which is obviously an analogy, but it means it's something that is unapproachable, right? What are you going to do? You're going to climb up to Shemaim and you're going to give him a big bear hug? All we know how to do to be is to be Nizdabek in physical things in this world, and that is through physical connection, seemingly. So obviously we have to do what's called to be potion. We have to extrapolate. We have to find the non-physical equivalent of of what it means on the physical level, find the equivalent of that in the spiritual level. Does that make sense? So what is that? On the physical level, dveikus means when two things become as similarly one as possible. First of all, they're in the same, almost in the same exact place. And wherever the one goes, the other one is in the same place as it. If I glue two things together, this one goes that way, it goes with it. This one goes that way, it goes with it. Right? Wherever it goes... So, to a certain extent, in time and space, the two of them are inseparable, are, 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 are 
so close, right? So close in time and space because for physical objects, that's all there is, time and space. So now, let's extrapolate it to emotions. What does it mean to be in this dabic to someone with your emotions? Well, it means that this person and my emotions are inseparable. Let's say you imagine two people that love each other so much, right? That wherever they are, they're both thinking about one another emotionally and they're, they're, my emotions are still you know, with her even though we're a thousand <coughs> miles apart. Yeah? So physical objects can't do that. Being a thousand miles apart means that they're not glued together anymore. But on an emotional level, you can stay connected to someone. You can stay connected to someone even though it's far away. Why? Because it means that whatever... This person feels that's what I feel. If this person's happy, I'm happy. If 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 uh, you know, whatever we, we share the same values, right? We 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 have the same dreams. We have the same goals. We have we we we, we have the same yearnings, right? So then that that means that that's an emotional connection, an emotional connection. And now, an even higher level is if. We, we have the same beliefs, we have the same ideals, we, 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 we value the same thing. We, that, that means intellectually we're in the same place. Yeah? So now, though Hashem is obviously not, not, not strictly physical, so you can't glue yourself to Him, you can't bear hug yourself to Him. But you can be as close as possible to Him, meaning, going in His ways. Ahava, Yira, experiencing him, like we've spoken about before, experiencing the closeness to him. Ahava is the is the soul's desire to be like Hashem, right? To to do the same thing. Mahu Rahum Afatarahum, Mahu Hanun right? Uh, Yira is feeling like I'm in the presence of him, and and uh, so all these things are what the Ramchal. And the Rambam both called Hasaga. Hasaga means perceiving Hashem, which is incorrectly translated as understanding about Hashem's ways, because understanding is it can be is more of an intellectual thing. Hasaga is a, a, a much more experiential, like a Navi has a prophecy, seeing the divine chariot. It's not a physical thing. But he sees it, he experiences the power of Hashem, etc., etc., in, in, in his mind's eye. There he's nizdabek to Hashem to the point where he faints. That's, that's, that's the, the dvekus that ultimately we're striving for. Does that make sense? What? <coughs> you're not. So you're not a navi, but right now, but but if you, but if, the more we do, let's say we we work on our characteristic of you know giving tzedakah, generosity, um, or self-discipline, or whatever it is, the more we can understand those midos of Hashem. We the more we can relate to Hashem as the gibor uh, chayil at the yamsuf or as the. Or as the Zuck in the, at Harsina, we can relate. We can relate to those different, you know, manifestations of Hashem in our lives. The more we are like that. Okay. So, last time we discussed. 
the fact that this world first uh, at first look it's a correct look but it's a first look it's going to be a deeper look at first look this world is a place where we have an opportunity to do mitzvahs and it's a tremendous opportunity in this world you do mitzvahs through the mitzvahs you perfect yourself through perfecting yourself you're more royally zdabek you're more fitting to cling to Hashem because you become more similar to Him and the mitzvahs are the way the one does that Okay, so that, and this world is the place where you do it and we say, gave the analogy of a gym where a person works out this is the weights and this is the place you do it so you get stronger then he adds when you look further then you realize something else you realize that the only true the only true perfection is Dveikus and Hashem and everything else everything else is really not it's, re- it's, 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 it's uh, really secondary and we, we spoke about that ultimately a person wants to be a person wants to benefit from the work of his hands <coughs> which is Dveikus and Hashem and, the, and therefore it turns out that not only I work in this world and I get an exchange afterwards the Dveikus but we said it's really the same thing how do the mitzvahs right we should have thought listen mitzvahs I don't know some sort of a magical thing mitzvah you do a mitzvah boom you get an extra notch in your hat right an, an extra star on your on your uh, what's it called on the pogonach oh uh, you get a higher rank is that what you're saying yeah 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 epilet yeah. ooh that's why I that's why poetry is <laughs> To heal him, started somewhere. So, so, um, but so now when we look deeper, we realize that no, the mitzvahs really are the dveikus to Hashem because the only way that something can be a way to perfect yourself means that it is itself a little expression of Hashem, another little expression of Hashem. Another manifestation. So each mitzvah is an, uh, another opportunity to be nizdabik and Hashem a little bit more. And that itself is mashed on the person. Is it fair to say that the mitzvah was specifically created to, to create Vegas? Yeah, Absolutely. That's that, the purpose of it. Right? 100%. So the only way to really get Vegas is through the mitzvahs. Yes. Because that is kind of the key. That's the ladder. That's the staircase. 100%. There. 100%. But we're saying more than that now. We're saying it's not simply a key. We're not saying it's something an intermediary. Now he's saying more than that. Saying that they really are the dveikus. That in them, because in them, remember what is what is the ultimate dveikus? The ultimate dveikus is recognizing Hashem, recognizing His rotsum, being in the same headspace, so to speak, if you can say such a thing, as Hashem. The closest you can get to that is when you when your Rotson and his Rotson are one. He wants me to put on the film, and I want to put on the film because he wants me to put them on. So we're literally in this Dabek and we're in the same place. I'm thinking the same exact thought Hashem is thinking. He wants me putting on the film, and I want to be putting on the film because he wants me to put them on. That's that's Vekus. Yeah?
That's the second point. We're seeing this through first the rice, the rabbanim, minhag. Like you say, the goal. So the truth is, is that later on he's going to tell us it even refers to something which is which is something that let's say is necessary for my continued avodas Hashem. For example, staying healthy. So the Torah wants me to stay healthy so I can serve Hashem longer. So if I so uh, so if I do that, if I'm currently, you know, I abstain from eating that jelly filled jelly filled uh, donut, right? Because they have. They have very little... Oh, that wasn't jelly filled, was it? <laughs> Ouch. You mean not a Hanukkah? Hanukkah. Yeah, any other day other than Hanukkah. Right, right, right. Hanukkah is... Hold on. I'm elevating that jelly filled This is like, this like a carbon. This is like a mizbeach, right? You know, exactly. Um, but I, I, is it fair then to say that this is... It has to be done with shmah? If you're not doing Lishma, you're learning Torah, or you're doing this tzedakah just to put your name up on a board, right? There's no tzedakah there. You're doing this not because Hashem wants you to do it. You're doing it because you want something out of it. So, so a person who does mitzvahs like that, so we're gonna, that's actually a discussion more for Derek Hashem, Chalik Beis, he speaks about it. If a person does that type of thing, it's almost entirely going to be paid out in this world, not in the next. It's because, like you said, it's not primarily about vacas, so the payout is going to be also not in vacas. But there will be a payout. Right? But, um, but, but, uh, fine. That, that's a separate discussion. But, but I wanted to say the other way. So, a fully mundane action, if it's necessary for your Vodus Hashem, and it's done with the Kavana, that I'm doing this li- so that I should be able to serve Hashem later, going you know going to sleep on time so you should be able to wake up early and go learn. The sleep itself becomes a mitzvah. Furish in the in, in the Ramchal. And, and is a and is exactly because you say to yourself, Hashem wants me to go to sleep right now. I'm going to sleep right now because Hashem wants me to go to sleep right now. I'm doing right now. I'm being mamish mikayim ratzono yisbora. And he says it's no different than than any other mitzvah. Unbelievable. Every single moment, everything you do, but obviously you have to do. <coughs> everything you do has to be only the things that are necessary for avodas Hashem, which you know um, is very yeah. You know, that that's pretty. That's uh, that's a pretty high bar. Meaning you know the. The first couple of bites, yeah, but you know, after that, you probably have enough energy to make it through the rest of the day. So, <laughs> so, but so, if we do an obey row, well, no, no, that's already <laughs> different. <laughs> this, you, guys, very important thing. Okay, the Ramchal says in 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 the Maimer Vikuach, which is a safer where he's talking to a Talmud Chacham, and he's con- trying to convince him to become a a a, 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 a mekubel, That's what he's he's telling him to become a kabul. Which in his mind is Hainuhach uh, with being a chassan. So he says, so he says, you know, the, the, for you, the only way you can be doing Ratzon Hashem is if you're involved in mitzvahs, Talmud Torah, um, and uh, basically just taking enough from the physical world to be able to continue functioning. Right, like um, Avram Rashkow is a rabbi of Daniel Belsky. So he, so he, he met, he met with me, and he was, and he said, I, I, "Sorry, I have to eat a little bit." So he said, "Yet he said, I ate that because of you, because usually I would nap right now, 
but because I'm giving up my nap so I can so I can speak with you, so so I need that extra little bit of energy, so, so I'm making it up by eating. He literally like measures out how much he's gonna eat. He's like this skinny. And he he like measures out how much he's gonna be allowed to eat because that's like what he needs for Avodah Hashem. Yeah. So, so the Ramchal says to him, he says that, that's that's what, that's all you, that's what you need to be doing. You the Talmud Chacham. He said, but if you can, yeah, but but, but, uh, but a Makubal can serve Hashem better by also becoming through the tremendously deep Kabbalah that he knows through knowing how to elevate physical things. Which could see from a Kublam, we don't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> he thought it was just a jelly donut. <laughs> oh Lord! You have to really see the real, you know, inner essence. The jelly. The jelly. Look at us. Kabbalah's here. <laughs> what do your wife say about that? <laughs> We're not talking about that. Women to learn so uh, so the point is uh, yeah. no, but he does make an exception. He says Shabbos. If you have an oneg and you're thinking about Shabbos, you're thinking about Hashem is being kind to you, and He wants you to enjoy it. So on Shabbos is the mitzvah of oneg Shabbos. Yeah, I know. Sorry, guys. I had to, uh, roughly. We just the times that come. Uh, there comes a time where that, yeah, you have to. Lay the cards on the table. Just tell it like it is. I say, to be honest. Okay. So, so the point is that yes, it's possible to be always in the state of Davis. It's possible to be always doing misses. But that means really transforming our rutsum to be Hashem's rutsum, which is uh, something we have to be working on a lot. Okay, so that was that was point. So we we went from thinking mitzvahs are tokens to get us into the you know on the roller coaster ride. And then we said no, the mitzvahs are the roller coaster ride themselves. They, they now of course the dvekus in this world, the mitzvahs only give us a taste of the dvekus. The real dvekus of the mitzvah is, is lolam haba, like Hazal says, schar mitzvah mitzvah. The reward for mitzvah is the mitzvah itself. When it comes back to Yenolam Abba, you can get the full dveikus that was contained inside this mitzvah. Well, in this world, we're kind of locked away from most of it. There, Hashem explains why in um, Perik Base, uh, Perik Chelik uh, Aleph, I think Perik Gimel. I believe. I can double check for you. That's just very logical. You're going to have the close experience of infinity and then find out where you're going to cease to exist. Well, no, because... Well, no, you would never cease to exist. That's the whole... Hashem built it in a way that that it should be Dveikus and not, not his Batkus. But until the sin of Adam Rishon, that's how it would have been. Every mitzvah he would do, he would have seen a greater and greater manifestation of Hashem. And everything would have transitioned from Olam Azeh up to Olam Habo. That, that would have been the process. I mean, you start in Olam Azeh, obviously on a higher level than our Olam Azeh right now, or wherever other Mauritians started. And with every mitzvah he would do, he and the whole world would elevate, we're about to actually learn that right now in the Sharm, would go up and up and up, becoming more and more Olam Habo. <coughs> but are we trying to get back to the level? Yes, but but since the sin of Adam Rishon, so what happened is 
because the sin was during Sheshitimibrashis, it was like a a a in the in the in the DNA itself. So he says from that point on it's no longer repairable. And everything that we're doing uh, is gonna is kinda like being stored away until the body is gonna decay and it's gonna be made anew. That's here's amazing. This thing has to be scrapped, recycled, and uh, and made new again. Our body and the world as well. That's why there's going to be a new body, a new body in a new world, which is going to experience that elevation. But it's the same neshama, though, right? It's even the same body, but it's just it's just a perfected version of it. Okay, so um, we're we're at Vinay. I believe so. Is that where we are? Okay, let's assume the so. Um, here, boy, you want a sticky? You want a sticky note in the future? So you know where we are? No, I, I thought we were at Vahine Hakasu Poimer, but what you're in Hashem. Let me see. Let me see where. Where? Is that now where we left off? Whoa! That's like well, you're you're back in the hug double, my friend. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. My, 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 He's hazarding Paul. He's reviewing. Okay. Um, let's assume that's where we are, okay? You see it? Behold. Hashem placed man Hashem put us in a place where there's lots of different things the distance is from Hashem then I was, we were speaking about this on Shabbos lots of different challenges in this world internal challenges external challenges things that challenge us as far as our midos things that challenge us as far as you know our Tivers, maybe internal challenges, external challenges, lots of different challenges, lots of different things that are trying to pull you away from Hashem. The Haim Haim, Hatayvos, Hachumrios, they are the physical desires that we have for indulgence in this world. Asherim, Yimosheikh Acharehen, that if a person will be drawn after them, Hinehu, Misracheik, Behold, he will be distanced and keep on going from the good Ha'amiti, from the true good. What's the true good? Hashem. What? Take us in Hashem. And these things all distract. Why do they all distract? Because as a person is sinking his teeth into a jelly donut, right? He is being drawn into his taste buds. He's being drawn into the, you know, soft dough, into the pastry, into the whatever it is, right? And he's forgetting, he's not using his mind and his emotions 
to connect to Hashem. That's one way. Another way that can happen, surely, but it doesn't have to happen that way. We said, we said, uh, on Shabbos he can be thinking about the Onik Shabbos. Even not on Shabbos. And not on Shabbos. Yeah. 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 You're saying, what an amazing donut. What an amazing privilege I have to have taste buds. <coughs> I can taste this beautiful thing <coughs> you've given me. <coughs> That, that itself it's a possibility it, it is possible to do it's very difficult it is possible to do that yeah, but the tenth donor for sure you're not thinking of that but the first one <laughs> right. right like we said there is such a possibility it's a high madrega um, to genuinely do it without self-deception but it's possible but the point is that you know if you would be doing if you would be let's say doing I don't know, running after a poor person and taking care of them, putting a, a shirt on their back and thinking, Hashem, what an incredible world you, you, you gave for me an opportunity to take care of this poor person. And then, you know, in the other place you have a hot guy in a nice warm house enjoying his jelly donut and saying, Hashem, thank you so much for the jelly donut. So you, you know, probably there's a, probably we see which one of these two people is the... Uh, is the biggest tzaddik. Right. <laughs> now, obviously, guys, a person is trying to build themselves. You don't want to. You don't want to destroy yourself by totally. You know, it, it's it's a process of growth that we're going to be working on, right? And it's a, it's not an overnight thing. But right now, he's laying down the hashkafas of what the Mesila is going to be built on, right? A person has to, in, in, in Machon Yaakov, Machon Shlomo, they have, a, towards the end of Second City, they have a cake break. You stop learning, you go have a piece of cake. Because they say it's hard for Balchuva, they don't know how to learn, they're breaking their tongue and language. It's, it's, the whole thing is a, is a very, very difficult process. So you go, you go have a slice of cake to, you know, Enjoy it a little bit. Thursday, uh, we have a mishmar over here with cake and cholent and kugel and beer. Uh, people, uh, we, we get it, but, but it doesn't. But uh, we want to first understand the ideal and then work towards it. Venimsa, shehu musum beemus besoch hamilchama hachazaka. So it turns out that he's been placed. <coughs> in truth, he's really the case. In truth, really, he was placed in the middle of a raging war. Raging. There's never a dull moment in this war. If a person went through a day and he didn't fight a war, it means that the whole day the Eight Sahara was riding you and like you know slapping you, and, and you were completely unaware. He call in Yonayolam everything about this world. Whether it be good or bad. Guy got a bonus at work. That's going to be a challenge. A guy got fired from work. That's going to be a challenge. You know, everything that happens is a challenge. Everything. Every situation. Everything is a challenge to man. America right now is an incredible place for you. Unbelievable! The kindness, the general, you know, the, 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 how welcoming they are. How welcome, you know, Baruch Hashem, you didn't have good parnasa. That's a challenge. Fifty years ago, it was different. That was also a challenge. Back in Europe, also a challenge. Everything's a challenge. Everything's a challenge in different ways. 
Poverty from one aspect, and wealth on the other side is a challenge. Not to say it's challenges are good, challenges build a person, but it's a challenge. May Hashem give us the challenge of, uh, of Osher. <laughs> but may we succeed in that challenge. <coughs> Kainin Shalom or Shlomo, like Shlomo said. Pen, Ezba, the Chich Shati, the Chich Shati. Thank you, the Kichashti. Um, perhaps I lest I get satiated and deny Valmarti Mi Hashem. Who is Hashem to me? I mean, I'm a bit, uh, I'm, I'm a powerful guy. And obviously, if the person actually vowelizes this. He says it like Bepemole. That's already a pretty low type of a level. But there's there's levels and levels to people, right? A person doesn't have to consciously say it in that many words. It's the way a person walks. It's the way a person feels about himself. Yeah, there, there, there's ways that this can happen in much more subtle ways and nonetheless be destructive for a person. Upen ivaresh, and lest the other way around, lest, lest I become impoverished. Viganavti, and I steal. Now again, stealing also. Stealing doesn't have to be stealing. It could be, you know, cutting corners. It could be having a tzarayin for people. It could be, you know, tzarayin, a narrow eye for somebody, somebody else who, who you know, is uh, doing well financially. Etc. So it, it could be worse than that. It could be Ein Hara, right? Vashava mitzad echad, person get tranquility on the one hand. Vahayisurin mitzad echad or acher, on the other hand, they're both challenges. The interesting thing is that when the person is having yisurim or when the person is having poverty, he's at least acutely aware that he's having a challenge. The difficulty about the other one is that the person is usually not aware when he's having a challenge of when he's having prosperity or when he's having shalva, tranquility. I mean, the only one is not has zero introspection to the lines. All right. Uh, I don't know, but it has to drop down to zero to not have it. But the point is that... <laughs> that uh, the point is, I just let like, you say like this: it's easier to be aware you're having a challenge when you're having something bad happens. It's more apparent, you're saying. right? Than than when things are good, because things are good, you think oh, everything's fine. No, this is a challenge. What am I going to do with this extra time that I have? What am I going to do with this extra money that I have? What am I going to do with this extra shalva that I have? This tranquility that I have? Look at the, how nice they think I have things. The, the kids stop waking up in the middle of the night, so I have an extra train with you. What am I going to do with that time? Ad, she nimtzis ha-milchama alav 
Ponim v'achor. So it turns out a man is a war in front of him and behind him. Which one's in front and which one's behind? In front of him is the war. It's war on both sides, my friend. Why behind? Why not in front? How could you be war behind of you? It's behind you. You don't see it. In front of you, you do see but it. But nonetheless, it's a war. So which one is the war that we do see? Which one is the war that we don't see, Boya? I always thought the war in front of you was the test, the war behind you was the aftermath. Right? How's that a war behind? How's that a war? War means you have to fight it. You do have to fight it. When a guy knocks on your door, waking your kids up, asking you for money, you yeah. give him some money, and then the of you know, starts arguing about how much you have to give him after you've already given it to him, are you going to regret it? Okay, fine. You know what I'm saying? Blah, blah, blah. You know? Okay. When you donate money to a tzedakah organization, what do they do? They sell you to a list, and then you get bombarded with phone calls and emails, right? And Yiddish robocalls. Is that a test? Of course it's a test. Behind you, are you going to survive? You say, oh, Hashem, look at all these wonderful opportunities that I'm getting to give more and more. It's making it easier. You know what I mean? They got a mamash, a credit card machine. I dig around for money. You know what I'm saying? Give all the I get to keep track of my easily. You know. Okay. Now, now, let's, now that you've vented, let's let's come back. Let's come back to what the Mister Shachar was saying. Real world examples, like grounded and you know. Okay, good, good, good. Mister Shachar just told us two things. There's one one thing he told you is Yisurim, and the other one is Shalva, or um, poverty versus wealth. Which was the which was the Malchama in front of you? Which was the Malchama behind you? No, I mean I'm saying. What is it? But what is it? I don't understand. What is this behind and in front? When a person is having usurum, yeah. you're acutely aware that you're being challenged. It's very, very difficult. So in front of you means it's harder, right? What? Not necessarily harder. But why? I don't understand. You're, it's in front of you. You see it. Behind you, you don't see it. So it's more sneaky. Uh, okay. Right? So if a person is having shalva, it's also a milchama, but in the sneaky way. So you're saying the wealth is behind you. And right. The poverty is in front of you. Yes. It's a milchama either way, but 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 either either it's obvious if a guy is not making rent payments and he's like you know going going crazy, what's going to be right? That's that's are you going to steal? That's you're acutely aware that you're having a challenge right now. Again, if you're so if, the, so the milchama in front that's of in front of him. That's in front of him. So what one's the worst one? I, in front or behind? Well, why? why, why, why? I'm saying which one's worse? Which one is the worst Mohammed? I mean, they, they can't be the same exact Mohammed. There's no way. They're two different types, right? But at the same time, they what? can't be the same kind of Mohammed. That's what I'm saying. Two different types. Yeah, okay. not the same. Two different types. One is, you know, a, a head-on attack, which head-on attack has the advantage that you're aware of it, but the disadvantage is that the, 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 the enemy is coming with tanks. And the other one is a sabotage from behind, which has the, I guess you call it advantage that's not as like heavy artillery, but the disadvantage that you're not so aware of what's going on. Yeah. So the, so so it's a constant war. Sometimes he attacks you straight on. Sometimes it's from behind. Make sense? Vimi yeah, Leven Chayel, and if a person will be a a soldier of valor, he will be a hero. Vayinatzach 
Hamilchama Mikolatzdod, and he will win the war from all sides. Meaning, he's gonna. Here's my question: Those wars could change places at any minute, right? That's what he's saying. Sometimes you have to win the wars when they come at, at you fr- front, you know, to your face, and you have to uh, fight it when it comes when it comes at you from behind. So, uh, Marshall, I remember I was thinking about this. Uh, I was uh, f- for a little while, and, and there's a stroll. I, I went to a colo that was a little bit farther from my house, uh, and I said, "I'll bike. I'll bike there." So, Yerushalayim um, is a very hilly type of place. Exercise. It's a good exercise, right? But it's interesting. But, you, but it gives you time to think. They're like, you know, you're working up the hill, up the hill. So you put the bike into low gear and you're going up the hill, slow, 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 right? Like spinning this much just to get like, you know, like three feet, yeah. And then you get to the top of the hill and you, and you go, right? So fast down the hill. And so, so what does a silly person do? So a silly person, he shifts his way up the hill, because there's no other way you're going to do it. You, you, you got to make it up the hill. But down the hill, what does he do? He just chills back, he just rides down the hill. But if, but if you're trying to get there, if it's a race, if you're trying to be the first one there, what do you do when you're going downhill? You put it into high gear, and you push just as hard as when you were going up the hill. That's what you do. Right? That's how you win the race. So when you're going uphill, it's obvious you have to work hard. That's obvious. Or, or you're just going to fall down. <clears throat> but when you're going downhill, that's the smart guy. That, oh, that's the guy that knows what's, what's going on. He knows how to fight the war that's behind him, so to speak. Look, it's so gishmak. It's so easy right now. I can even do it without my hands. I can ride the bike even without not holding onto handlebars, right? Good. But you're not going to win the race. Yeah? So the Ben Chayil, the, the the real the real hero, is the one that fights both wars. He wins the war Mikolatzdodim from the front and the back. We're not talking about the guys that are failing in the in the frontal assault, right? We're talking about he not only managed to succeed in the frontal assaults, he's managing to succeed in in the in in, in the sneak attack in the rear sneak attacks also. The who, yeah, Adam Ashalim. He's going to be the truly perfected man. Asher Yizke Lidabek Vuboro. And he's going to merit the cling to Hashem. Vyetse Mina Prusdor Azen. He will come out from this corridor. Vikanez Vachaklim. He'll come in to the palace. Leor. Leor. Beor Hachaim. To. Uh, to the to the light of good, to illuminate the light of good. Ukefi Hashiur Asher Kavash S Yitro v'Taivasim, and to the extent that he managed to subdue Yitzhar and his Taiva, Taiva guys, Taiva is a real thing. Taiva Saguf, it's out to get us. It's out to get us. Taiva Saguf. Eat the extra piece of steak. It's, it's, uh, enjoy it. Enjoy it, right? No, it's a taiva sagoof. You have to be, you have to be the yetzer and a taiva. What are the two different things? The Golan says there's two fundamental yetzaharas. One is a spiritual yetzahara, one is a physical yetzahara. There's the yetzer, the taiva, 
And there's the Yetzer Akasi. Yetzer Taivoni and Yetzer Akasi. Taivoni is the physical, the body wants, Taiva wants to sleep in. Why should I wake up at 5 a.m.? Right? Let me sleep in. Let me eat the extra, this extra thing. It's tasty, it's yummy, a chocolate bar, this or that. Yeah, there's the Yetzer Taivoni and there's the Yetzer Akasi, the, the haughty, the proud, the, 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 you know, the, the arrogant, the angry. Those are two fundamental, obviously from them, many, many other little, you know, branches branch out from these two roots. But those are the two. There's a, there's a spiritual Yetzirah and there's a physical Yetzirah. Just like, meaning we, we have two parts to us, the physical and the spiritual. So, so in each one of them, there's a, there's a, there's a Yetzirah. Is there voted to, to push off those things or to elevate those things towards the Buddhist So the... Yeah, so the... So you have to get into the distinction between different parts of these Yetzaharas. Uh, most of the Yetzahara has to be pushed away. The three-fourths of it has to be pushed away and nothing can be done with it. One quarter of it, called the Klipas Noga, that can be tr- elevated to the higher level. But it's a, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty tricky business. You might end up with a Trojan horse. Unless you, you, know, you know how to inspect things, you know how to open up the inner belly of this very nice looking you know, statue. It's not so simple. Okay, so... Um, so, if he manages to be koivish, to the point that he is koivish, the, 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 these two Yetzaharits, and he distances himself from these things, which distance him from the true good, and rather he chooses to be Nizdabek and Hashem, to think about Hashem, to contemplate Hashem, to run and serve Him, to do things in, in His service. And he exerts himself to cling to Hashem, like we spoke about before. Cain yesiguhu that's the extent to which you will get it and that's the extent to which you will rejoice in it that's, it's, a, it's a very very simple straightforward game plan right so it's, uh, easier said than done but that's that's the, that's the challenge that we have in this world any questions? Okay. So now he's going to do another one of these things Ve'im ta'amik od ba'inyin. What does that mean? Deepen. Amok is deep. If you dig deeper in this matter, you'll discover something else. Now this is what Dan kept trying to pull us to, which is the ability to elevate the world around us. Yeah? If you go deeper into the matter, then you'll see, which means until now you don't see, it's not, it's not immediately obvious. You have to have a very, very high magnification microscope to see this. 
Yeah, but sometimes <laughs> when you dig too deep, you get stuck. And you don't know where to go from there. And you lose focus. Absolutely. He's telling us the truth of the entire story, right? The full story. He's not hiding anything. He's not looking to... doesn't doesn't have an agenda except your and my well-being. And that's what all the Ramchal wants. He's not uh, out to uh, sell us any snake oil yeah. so he says Tira ki ha'olam nivra lishimush ha'adam the world was created really to serve you I mean in the previous paragraph what do we say we said the world is out to get you the physical world is out to get you it's all full of taiva it's all full of you know encouraging your gaiva if you're making money it's a challenge if you're losing, if you're not making money, it's a challenge. The whole world, everywhere you turn, it's a mulchama. Okay, the world is my enemy. That's true. On that level, on Newtonian physics level, that's true. When you go to quantum level, right, quantum mechanics, you go to a much deeper level, you discover a new reality. The new reality is that Lamaise, the world was created to serve you. To serve Man, to help man, to help man in his avodas Hashem. There's opportunity, it's not a challenge, it's opportunity. Well, even the previous thing we knew as an opportunity, but here's going to be something else. That's still, as far as, you know, you got this pig, it looks so delicious, so juicy. No, not going to eat it, I'm going to stay away from it. That was an opportunity, good. So you, you, got, a, you got a mitzvah, you, that was good. Now we're saying more than that. The world was created, the man should use the world. In serving Hashem, not stay away from it, not hide from it, but use it. How so? Very careful. The world stands in a very delicate balance. And man has the ability to tilt that balance. If he goes after the famous analogy of the, the, the Yitzhahara, is like a uh, like a harlot that the king hired to seduce the prince. You guys heard the analogy before? Yeah. So the king uh, knows he's going to pass away soon, right? So whatever it is, he's going to turn over the kingship to his prince. But he is not sure if the prince, if he's mature enough to handle a whole kingdom, is full. Of, so he hires a harlot to go and try to seduce him. Right? So, and her job, obviously, what is the king hoping for? Is that she tries her best and she fails. Then she succeeded. That, that, that's it. She, that, then uh, he'll be happy. Right? If she succeeds, it's a disaster. Right? So the world is to a certain extent trying to seduce us. But, but it'll be a destruction to the world if we fail, if we fall into the trap. We're going to destroy the world around us. Right? If a man is going to be drawn after it, and he's going to be distanced from his, from his creator, the world will be ruined together with him. But rather, if he controls himself, and he only takes on the physical world around him, what, is, what he needs for Avodos Hashem, him who sholed ba'atzmo, he controls himself, v'nidbak b'boro, and he clings to Hashem, u'mishtamish min olam, rak liyos lo lishiyua, only to serve Hashem, le'avod boro, that's the only reason why I'm using, 
anything thank you from the world, it's I calculated, I need this for a bowl of Hashem. If you do that, who miss Allah, the man goes up to a higher level. And the world as a whole goes up together with him. Which means the opposite is also true. He said that earlier. That if not only he perverts himself, but he per, he perverts and ruins the world with him. If he starts indulging in the world. So the world is this juicy oyster. Come and suck on me. But if you do, we're all going to get ruined. And if you control yourself and you only use it for Avodah Hashem, then that's really what's good for the world. So the world is your friend, but just like your body. The body, what do you think the body, the body is always pulling you to type. But what do you think the, is, is, is in the body's best interest? You should go, go ahead and eat that uh, jelly donut, Paul? <laughs> is that what's good for the body? I Not that. But I needed that extra. No, that was mama. That was mama's an exception. That was, you didn't no, eat I the whole day. To learn for today. sure, that's possible. But I'm saying the third dog. Is that what the body really wants? I mean, it tells you that's what it really wants. But is that for its own good? They get fat. It's going to get disgusting, and it's going to and it's going to lose its car and all of my ball. What the body wants, you should take control over it and teach it and guide it and train it. Right? Like children, what do they want? They want to get lollipops every five minutes? Is that what children really want? Yes. They want to have rotten teeth and belly aches and, and the, I mean, these children with all the sugar, they're like, they look like, they're like pale and like they, they don't even look healthy anymore. Like crazy, bouncing off of walls. That's, that's, that's not what the child wants. Child wants, the parent will say, no, you eat healthy food, this, that. Then at the end, you get a little bit of a, a dessert, a little bit of something, right? But so, so that's uh, that, just like the child that's what he wants so to our body that's what it wants that's what's good for it and the world that's what's good for the world so we're all the same team as long as as long as I'm in charge as long as the Shama is in charge like the like the uh, like the Kuzri says that a tzaddik is like a king over a city the job of a king over a city is not to give all the money to the um to the lawyers and the uh, you know the you know upper business class guys, right? And it's not to take it all and give it all to the you know to the black and brown caucus, right? But it's to distribute it in a way that will really be the best for everyone, right? You give everyone what they need. And th- that, that's the job, and that's what a tzaddik is. A tzaddik is in charge of his body, and of his emotions, and, uh, and, uh, and of his seichel. And he says, I need to do, what's, if I do what's best, it's going to be best for everybody. It's going to be the best all around. Come with me, and this is going to be the best. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, he has to rule with an iron fist. Because they're like children, they don't know what's best for them. Right? They, they want the taivas, they want, they want the gashmis, they want the relaxation, they want the shalva. That's not what was for the best. So, Lomaisa, we're seeing here that there's three fundamental ways to look at the world. One is the world is a prusa. I say the world is here for me to do mitzvahs. And the physical world, that's uh, I'm okay, ignoring all that. Next level is the physical is a new sign for me, it's a challenge for me. Yes, I can do mitzvahs, but I also have all these challenges all around. 
And the final is that the physical world needs me to elevate it. And the way that I elevate it is by resisting it. And by only using it for Avodah Hashem. Now, the more of a Chocham I am, the more I can see the Avodah Hashem, Dan, this is what you were the more of a Chocham I am, the more I can see more opportunities to serve Hashem using the physical world. If I don't know too much, it's simple. Only eat what you need to survive, only sleep as much as you need to be able to function, and the rest dedicate only towards doing mitzvahs and Talmud Torah. As you become wiser and wiser, you can find more ways to be attacking the physical world by be serving Hashem using more different parts of the physical world. But that's already advanced, advanced uh, Hasidic studies. So it's basically you're saying you start off doing what you can, and as you grow, you learn to be more proficient. Is that real? Okay. Good. I guess why this was avoided because the extreme that is with the 17s, 17s or 17s then, what are they called? Uh, not Shabtais, but there's another group that came at the same time. Stukim? No. It's the same time as the Shabtai Tzvi. Shabtai Tzvi? Yeah. Yeah, what were they doing? They would specifically engage in Surim yeah. for the sake of elevating Okay. Yeah, that's a problem. Right. So that, that's why I think at that time it became a very big thing. I mean, this is saying the things that are mutter, go do them, and that can be... Kaddish, ka- <coughs> go do them and what? That, that can be a part of what is Hashem. No, he's saying, he's saying, stay away from doing it, and that'll be metakin it. Only use it for what Hashem, don't use it for something else, and that will be a tikkun. When that steak calls out to you, he says, oh, please eat me, I'm so yummy, it's Baltashki, he's saying, it'll be Baltashki for me to eat you. I'm going to elevate you. I go for a hike. Unbelievable. Love of the show is amazing beauty.